0: Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. And with me today, I have Max Gerardo. Hello. Hello, hello, hello everyone. <laughs> Can you give the listeners a little bit of a sort of introduction to who you are,
2: what you do? Who I am? Well, I'm Max, Max Gerardo. <laughs> um, what do I do? I uh, well, I always tell everyone I've got the best job in the world. I get to sell cars, talk to people about cars. Just live, breathe and uh, and eat cars. So pretty pretty lucky. We uh have a little showroom. We're surrounded by cars now, all sorts yeah, of Yeah, we road. are.
0: We're in gerardo and Co. Yeah. in London. Uh, uh, I don't know whether it's a secret location. So some sort of secret, <laughs> not so <laughs>
2: secret. So, so no exactly secret but not so secret because uh, people people seem to pop in all the time, which is great. We've got what, seven, eight cars around us. We're sitting on the sofas and we're looking over would you say nice view? Could we be? are
0: looking at some very cool cars and like this is not your normal supercar showroom type place where you might have, you know, like a 458 and a Pista and whatever. We're sitting next to some pretty cool rally cars. Yeah. we got a, lo- a lovely F1
2: car. Yeah, we've got, got a awesome. Ferrari Formula One car right in front of us. 1995 Ferrari Formula One car driven by uh, a Lazy and Schumacher. I, I was saying I was saying the other day that I wonder if if the uh, mechanics, the engineers, Jean-Todd, a Lazy, if, if they imagined that that one day their <laughs> pro- like you know the pinnacle of Formula One was going to be sitting. In front of us, in front of these sofas in Central London, yeah, um, on a podcast, on a podcast. Like, They're like, no, this kind is, of in a lounge. This is, this is, yeah, exactly. This is like what we've uh, what we built. This is this is the fastest and best car. It's obviously never going to sit in uh, uh, in Central London podcast. But um, sorry, I was digressing. So, what do I do? What do we do? How did I get here? I was lucky enough to start in the auction world when I was uh, twenty years old. Mm. I was. I'll give you the full story. I was working in a pub. Okay, and I saw an advert. Actually, an ex-girlfriend of mine saw an ad in a in a paper saying they're looking for someone to work in cars. You like cars? You should really <laughs> respond to this you ad. Should do this. Yeah, you should do this. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I, I did respond, and I got a I got a job offer, and that was my first year of university. Uh, I'll never forget. I went to. What uh, were you studying at the time? I was studying history of art. Okay. Interesting, right? Well, it's, it's, it translates. Uh, it translates. The, these are, yeah, yeah, it translates. Art. And Art. you love the history. <laughs> it was at Brooks at the time, which is now Bonham's. Yeah. And I uh, had an interview with Simon Kitson. He uh, offered me a job. And I'll never forget, it was my first year university. I, I went home to my mum, obviously, good Italian. I'm, yeah. I'm originally from Italy. You try and live at home for as long as physically possible. <laughs> so still living at home with my mum, 19 years old. And I said to her, look, this is great. I've been offered a job. I'm going to work for summer. Then after summer, I'll pack it in. And I'll go to university. I'm not going to work in the pub anymore because I was working like every, it was great. I was working every shift possible because I was making yeah. money. It was amazing. All my friends had no money and I was like, I'm rich. I'm working <laughs> in a pub. And I'm going to start working in the pub. I'm going to start working here. I'm going to get back to university and get my degree. And of course I started working. It was great. Summer was finished and then I just never went back to university. <laughs> so there we go. And then I did, uh, did eight years with Bonhams. I did a couple years in Monaco with Cars UK doing shipping of cars. Then uh, RM wanted to come over to Europe. Yeah. I, um, they called me up and said, hey, do you want to open our European operation? This is 2006. And so uh, I was like, yeah, great. Let's nice. do this. Nice. So I arrived here just around the corner in in, um, in Olympia, I had a little office, mm. just me. And, and it sort of started from there, did uh, 11 years at RM, became the head auctioneer, took loads of sales. And uh, then I thought to myself, just wanted to do something different, you know, like something. I loved my time at RM. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, some of my best memories, best 10 years, I would do it all again. But you only live once, and, and, and Kat, Marcus, myself, we thought, you know what, let's try and do this slightly differently. Let's do it, do it on our own. It, it, the, one of the things, actually, was because RM was getting bigger and bigger, more successful, mm. and we really love cars. I, I, my two favorite things are cars and people. Yeah. And with the auctions, it was getting to be a bit of a, a little bit of a... We just had to fill them and you've got to, which is normal. You've got to yeah. hit your targets, but you didn't have as much time to spend with the cars. You've got a massive space. So you've got to sell a hundred cars or whatever. Exactly. So it was just a, it was a good time to, uh, to branch out and take what we learned from the auctions and do it slightly differently. And so there we are. Here, here, here I am sitting doing a podcast. with you. <laughs> How is it the
0: first, the first time you were an auctioneer? I don't know whether I guess that's the, yeah. like at, at an event. Is that, is that, that must be quite a sort of, Horrendous.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. So Rob was uh, was uh, Rob Myers, who was, was good enough to say, "Hey, do you want to do you want to give this a shot?" And I was like, "No, but yes, yeah, I guess so." <laughs> and on, uh, Amelia Island uh, took the memorabilia part of the uh, of the sale, and so you start with the small things, right? That's how you uh, how you you get introduced to it all, and it went. I mean, I thought it went okay. It was probably went pretty badly, but. Yeah. But for some reason they thought I could actually learn how to um how to do it so I got another chance, another chance and and, and you're always learning. But I, I suppose a little bit like the first time you have someone intimidating on your podcast. Yeah. Same thing? Yeah. Like, yeah how yeah. do you do it the first time? When
0: they start asking you questions and you're like, oh, but no, I ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. You just you get nervous beforehand and then you do it, and each time you do it, it's it might have been okay, or it might not have been okay, but you get through it, and yeah. then you just
2: your confidence. You're like, oh no, okay, I kind of got this. Like, yeah, this and is then not you so learn bad. every time, and uh, and but you know, even after seven, eight years of, of of auctioning and and sale after sale, still got nervous before every auction, yeah. which probably is a good thing. It, it you know, it keeps thing. you on your toes. It it means that you care. It never got to the point for me anyway that it was like, oh this is, uh, this is easy. I can just turn up. It was always, you know, butterflies the night before. Why do I do this? Why do I put myself through it? (laughs) I do quite a lot of charity auctions now and quite a lot of like presenting of cars, Mm. concours. And even before those, I'm like, why do I say I would do this? Like next weekend I'm off to Amelia Island. I'm presenting all the cars of the concours. And I got the list of cars last night and I thought, geez, I've got a lot of work to do here. (laughs) So yeah.
0: So before an auction, do you go through the full list and then kind of learn read up yeah, on you know, all the cars or-
2: one of the really good advantages that i had com- like that, that i was lucky enough to have compared to everyone else is that because i was working in the company and, and my my main job you know th- th- was actually consigning cars to auction okay and the auctioneering was like a hobby was mm. my extra little job on the side uh so because i was there every day in the, in the, uh, in the trenches, you know, mm. talking about the cars, you get to know the cars really well. And it makes a huge difference when you're selling something at auction. When the bidding starts, you have a, you just have an idea of what is it worth? How much do we need to get to it? What do people think it's worth? Cause I, I had a good idea of what was the interest before yeah. the sale. And when people are bidding, I knew the clients. So it, it, it makes it easier to manage the sale process. So I was in the lucky position to have a, Maybe unfair advantage over other people, other other auctioneers, anyway?
0: (laughs) I remember coming to, I don't know whether we were talking about this earlier. I I came to an RM auction in Battersea. Yeah, London. and, And I don't know whether I came to the one the year before as well. I think I probably had done. And that was the first time I think I'd seen you do your auctioneering. I was like, "This is this almost feels slightly unfair on the buyers because you were just so <laughs> good at like stringing these stories about all of these cars and like getting the different people in the room involved and it all, and you're like this this price has gone above where everyone <laughs> thought it should go. How are you doing this? This is amazing,
2: <laughs> you know. It, and it was, I had to, it was really fun. That was why it was great to do because it was I loved it. Once I got the first car out of the way. I was on. A, I was. I was on it, and I really, really enjoyed talking to people, playing with people, taking the bids. It was. It was fun. Yeah. That's. I, and I suppose you know when you're enjoying something, that's when you can do a good job. And and hopefully, I was over the opinion that when I was auctioneering, people are coming to spend money. Nobody needs a car. Yeah. Or nobody needs the cars that we're we're selling. So they should enjoy spending spending the money. Yeah. It should be a, a fun experience as opposed to like a dry sort of you know you know, impressionist auction where yeah, it's you definitely it's, I've yeah.
0: been to some auctions where it's very matter of fact, like boom, 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 boom sold. And then, yeah, like I've been to one where you're auctioneering and I'm like, Oh, this is kind of fun. Like yeah. people are drinking a little beer, having a good time. And obviously the more people drink, the more they spend. <laughs> and then I guess you on the flip side. You have that point of, you know, in your head roughly where this value of the car sort of should be. Yeah. And you know where the seller has been like, this can be sold. Yeah. So, when you start getting above that, imagine you get a bit of a buzz. Oh, and then, yeah, definitely. definitely. Did you have, what was the, what was a car you sold that just went like absolutely mental? like, this is just nuts. This is nuts. Okay, we're still going. We're still going. <laughs> God, what is going on? Okay. I, you know, there's actually, check that that guy pays.
2: Yeah. There's actually, uh, there's actually so many um, I, I, of, of cars that sold for way above you know, the, when we were, when I was auctioneering, the market was on fire. Things were really sort of mm. moving on. I mean, I'll, I'll, one that really stuck into my mind, which, which was, a, was a 300SL Goldwing. And at the time when we auctioned it, you know, the, the real value was 800 to a million. dollars, yeah. And it was really, I couldn't believe it. And it was really awkward because the guy, one of the people bidding on the car is a very good client and friend. Yeah. And, and he's <laughs> like, okay. So I looked at the car for him. I sort of gave him his marching yeah. orders. Don't go overestimate. You know, because, yeah. You'll find another one You'll find it. another one. There's, yeah. But, but that, that particular car was, was delivered on his birthday. So, oh, we sort okay. Of, and the bidding starts at, you know, it is six hundred, seven hundred, 700, you know, 800. So we're, we're, we're in the, in the zone now, 900. And he bids a million. And so everything's fine. I'm great. You know, I'm happy for, for, for my friend. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna get the car. And someone else bids a million one. <laughs> and then he bids a million two. And someone else bids a million three. And he comes up a million four. And I'm thinking, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm obviously the auctioneer. I know he's on the phone to. Yeah. to and I think, Jesus, then a then million four fifty, and a million five, and then it was a million five fifty. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> where are we going to go with this? Where's gonna? How are we gonna? Uh, and then sold to hit to my friend yeah. at one million five hundred fifty thousand dollars. When when I and I, you know, I told them eight hundred to a million, eight hundred. Yeah. Well, bought a million is is where you want to pay. And so so there's an example of a car that went. <laughs> quite way over but it was a friend of mine as well yeah. i was thinking oh god but like he still has a car he loves it He has z- zero regrets i did you know immediately call him after the auction i said what what happened what happened i told you what to do. like if you don't follow instructions then i'm not responsible he said no i know i got carried away but uh but i just went to the car and and, and he still has it and but there was quite a lot of times where cars were making more than they should have yeah yeah but hey that was it was fun it's great yeah it must be amazing happy sellers the- buyers were happy because they like you know got the car and it yeah. was a battle so uh, so good times good times it's, it must be so much so much harder now i think for people yeah i think auctions i mean uh, now are just uh, it's just it's different the market's changed it's not on the way up i mean you look at results and generally the sales are not it used to be that lots of cars were making over. Now, yeah. not as many cars are are, are going overestimate. So it's just a, a different market dynamic.
0: Yeah, it's, it seems like now you can go to certain auctions that maybe they're a bit later in the year. They're just after some major ones, and you can now really pick up some really well priced yeah.
2: Yeah. cars yeah. because they're just the you've got to go. Self. You got to you got to you got to see what's there. You got to pay attention, and you can get some good um, good 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 deals. Good deals. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So we're in your showroom. Yep. How do you... And we've got... Obviously, we've got these lovely cars. We've got this... What was it 95?
2: 95. Yeah. Ferrari F1, V12, Ferrari F1, V12. V12.
0: Cool. We're talking about this badass bit of kit <laughs> and saying, like, if you could pick a track day
2: ultimate car to drive, what actually, what would you pick? Uh, I, I, would it be something like this? Yeah, I, it's it's... <laughs> I hate saying... I hate saying doing that. Everyone, everyone listening is gonna be like, "Oh, of course, he's gonna pick the car that's in front of him." But, but if you think about it, if you have a car to go out on track, to go out in a number one Formula One car, so yep. that's pretty cool. It's the top of the tree, top of the tree, Ferrari. I mean, I, just, I don't, I don't know if it's if you, if maybe not everyone agrees it's top of the tree, but it's hey, everyone agrees up there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's top two or top 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 one. <laughs> and I think the car we have got here in front of us is is nineteen ninety five. It's the last V twelve. Ferrari Formula One car, and I think that the experience of driving something like that you know you change gear at seventeen thousand <laughs> rpm you know can you imagine that's, seventeen thousand rpm incomprehensible. And shift. seventeen shift i think that it's it will be the 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 ultimate that, that's it that's that's what you want yeah you know maybe you would you could argue that you know we talked about it before that you 'd want the latest one, yeah, whatever the, 2000 the and quickest nineteen twenty car, because that's the quickest. But I bet you that from a, a visceral driving experience, I bet you that a, a three litre V12 at 18,000 RPM, and then pull the paddle to shift yeah. is going to be even more exciting or thrilling than a hybrids 2019 nothing against it but it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably more exciting and that gearbox
0: i imagine is, this is the sort of thing lamborghini has been trying to bullshit through for the last 10 years of saying <laughs> no there's sort of the single clutch style like when you pull the paddle and it goes <laughs> 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 and like, no that's better in that car it's well, imagine <laughs> when you pull the paddle you get a serious feeling whereas yeah. i imagine probably in a modern f1 car okay they are bonkers fast the performance but it will be a more like a PDK, of like bum boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, you, boom, you, you
2: even uh, when you watch the, watch the onboard, yeah. Um, as sad as I am that I do, you, you do see it. So it. it is it's virtually seamless. I think the driving experience of something like that will be pretty amazing. I mean, there's listening. There's lots of cars to drive on track, but uh, but everyone that I've spoken to, I I, I was at the um, I was doing some interviews over over the weekends, and you know, Tiff Nadell, Adrian Newey, Marino, Frank, All these people that, whether they're designers, drivers, journalists, everyone agrees that on track, there is nothing like a single seater. It's just, it is, that is the top. And then, yeah, as you said, add Ferrari, add a V12. We were saying before that actually, you know, there's all, everyone on road cars, oh, manual, manual, manual. But I think on a a car of this performance to have paddles for mere mortals like like you and I, I think it just, as you said before, it it probably frees up an extra little 5% or 10% of your brain power so that you can look at where you're going or... (laughs) Which, because you're using all of it at 30% of the car's performance (laughs) anyway. So I don't want to be cliche and and say, oh, it's the one that's in front of you. But I think, you know what? If I had to go out on track next weekend, I want to do that. As a matter of fact, uh, (laughs) I think that I'm I'm trying to... Well, I'm trying to... Just working on something at the moment where I'm trying to <laughs> angle myself for a drive. I'm going I'm to make sure that, uh, that that my friend gets his podcast so that <laughs> he, he knows that I've told everyone that, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on a drive. We're working on it. He's, he's, he said it might be possible. I feel like we should make it happen. <laughs> now that we've said it on the podcast, it's got to happen.
0: <laughs> I'll totally, totally come along there. Well, yeah. So, what else have we got? What have else have we got? We've got, um, got 288 GTO, which is an interesting car. Like, we were talking about it in terms of like, It's one of the halo Ferraris, the road cars. But I think a a lot of people look at it and go like,
2: hmm, so. Sort of normal looking, it's not special enough. Normal looking
0: Ferrari thing. Yeah, yeah. I know from like the, I find this now with the pricing of cars actually, where we have these like the halo cars of each brand over time. And that was one of the first from Ferrari, you know, F40, F50, Enzo, blah, 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 La Ferrari. And then we have this pricing of cars that are below that that seem to have sort of almost gone above. Because mm-hmm. these cars are expensive. I don't know what a two hundred eighty eight is these days. I'm gonna make an absolute
2: guess it's like one point. No more, 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 more. <laughs> over oh, over, two. over oh, um well, I suppose it depends on the mileage, but just say it's it's around two million pounds. Okay. So you're not you're not far off. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, It all yeah. depends
0: on mileage condition, history, and so on and so on. But, and yeah. that's pretty much cruises through... Actually, the F40 is pretty cheap in comparison. Oh, if you funny look at, that you should say that. <laughs> but like two let's say 2 million, F40, uh, you know, somewhere around a million, yep. whatever. F50,
2: where are they at? Uh, you know, it's actually, it's been interesting, again, depending on, on mileage, they're sort of just below the 2 million. Yeah. You know, and and Enzo's are also, again, it really depends on, it's so difficult to, uh, to, to generalize, but if you try and take all you know, equal there. They're, they're all the F50, the 288 and the Enzo are all in the similar realm. Yeah. And then there's, there is the, uh, the, the F40, which is behind, which I don't know why.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just, well, well, I guess it's, there's, there's a bit more, more of, them. of them, right? There's, yeah.
2: they, they made a lot more, um, F, uh, F40s, 288 GTO, F50, Enzo, they're all quite limited production, yeah. quite rare. And I guess the 288 GTO, having spent some time with it, I feel like it's the conno- It's the collector's... I, I, think, I think it sort of is. Something, it's like a... It's, 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 they're probably in, all in good hands, good collections. If you turn up in a
0: 288 GTO, the people that know think you're really cool and random people just go like, it's a Ferrari. Yeah. If you turn up in any of the other ones, yeah, you're making a massive statement yeah. when you arrive. Yeah. Like,
2: boom, yeah.
0: here I am yeah. in X car. Whereas that you fly a little bit under the radar, yeah, you do fly a
2: bit under the radar, and and but it's still it it's cool though. It's, I was going to say it's it's still cool. I mean, now that you sit here and look at it, it is like muscular. It it's is a lot more muscular. Yeah, you know, when you actually spend time and and look at it, and I yeah, I think I think it's a it's sort of the collector's car. Out of the they're all for collectors, but yeah. I feel like I feel like there is there is you don't necessarily have to be a when when I say collector, I mean like. I always refer to collectors as people that like the old cars. <laughs> so the people that uh, that that like a two seven five or yeah. uh, or I can see how you can transition into a 288 GTO. And there's not very many of them. Yeah, you know, it's the rarest of the bunch. How many are there? Less than three hundred, two hundred eighty-two. I think. Okay. It now everyone's going to like. No, it's not two eighty-two. It's like I, blah 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 blah. Yeah. They made five more. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, it is the rarest of the bunch. The F forty was supposed to be very very be. limited, but then everyone loved it, and they just they had that temptation of making more and they did, Yeah, right? Because it was so successful and so so popular.
0: Yeah. And then uh, another car that sort of flies under the radar a little bit, we've got a 2.7 RS.
2: Yeah. 2.7 RS lightweight. So With think, a sunroof. With a sunroof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were laughing earlier on that uh, that whoever respected wanted the 2.7 RS lightweight with no seats and the lighter, lighter carpet and then you put an electric sunroof in. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I don't know, it's quite a lot of extra weight, isn't it? Probably quite, a lot, probably quite a lot of extra weight. But as I said before, probably didn't stop the first owner for being you know any any didn't didn't stop him from being any faster to uh, to whatever <laughs> to dinner the to the pub to <laughs> yeah. whatever drive he had to do so uh we'll, we'll allow him certain creature creature yeah, comforts it's funny some
0: people get really mad about that sort of stuff like for example like at the moment i came in my gt 3 rs which got the cage in and i would quite like it to not have the cage now now, occasionally, when I got, if I take it on track, which is not very often anymore, generally more in a race car or something like that, having the cage is useful for the harnesses. Yeah. But day to day, not having a cage is is a great thing. <laughs> you can use the space. But you get some people that are mad if they're like, well, "Why would you ever have not like?" Let's say you got a GT3. Yeah. If I bought a nine nine one GT three, one hundred percent, I would not have a cage, so mm-hmm. I could use the back. But some people are of completely the different opinion like no but you're buying like a track car I'm like well mm, i'm not
2: like it can go on track but it's not a track car but it's not right? it's not once you've I done think... race car it's difficult yeah, to go that's, back that's that's uh, i think that's the that's the thing i think once you've been lucky enough or yeah, or totally. had the opportunity to, to drive a race car then it's um uh, then it's difficult to go back and then you start looking at road cars in a slightly different way but it's still sort of, it adds to the event. If you have, maybe if you have the, the cage, it does. does add to the event. It adds to the, to, the, to the feel of the car. It's just, we're probably in a spoilt, you know, we're quite spoilt in that 100%. we've driven so many, but, but you've driven so many race cars that you, you think, well, actually, you know, on the road, I'd rather have a Q7 Audi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something you know? comfy. Yeah. But
0: uh, yeah, when you look at, let's say, was it, a 308? 308,
2: Group. Group B. B, so one of the four 308 Group Bs built by Michelotto, so like a, like a works-built Ferrari 308 Group B car. Cool,
0: right? This is, a, this is a cool car we are looking at. Super cool. If you have like, a look on the Gerardo & Co.
2: website, I think all these, these cars yeah, are yeah, all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see all, 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 all the cars. So Ferrari, you know, Group B era, you've got to sort of cast your mind back. Um, Group B was more popular. There was more, just as much interest in Group B rallying than there was in Formula 1. That's that's the 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 size of uh, of Group B racing and Ferrari sort of thought we sort of have, we need to get on the bandwagon as well we need to join the 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 Group B frenzy and they started with with a three they had a Group Four and then um uh and then a Group B sent to Michelotto had them prepare modify build a car for them to go uh, to go rallying just to give you an idea of how how big Group B rallying was is the only time that Ferrari really went into rallying four valve engine super trick you know. Shell, suspension. It's a shame that the, the program got sh- cut short. But um, I think four-wheel drive came in, and Ferrari didn't have a four-wheel yeah. drive option at the time. So That is that thing. You
0: look back, like I sort of loosely follow a bit of rallying. But like, not really. I just every now and then watch some sick videos of cars hooning <laughs> around. And then look back to the time when, yeah, like Ferrari, Porsche, all of these companies used to do rallying. They were all there, weren't they? And you think of rallying now, and it's kind of all the French companies and stuff with really fast, really trick, pretty amazing cars. But I want to see a Porsche. I want to see a Ferrari. I want to see these cars that you see,
2: you can sort of see on the road, a bit like, like GT racing. Yeah, I'm always wondering. I, I, I never quite understood. So Subaru. Yeah. We all know the Subaru Impreza, right? Yeah. Like everyone knows what it is. And And I feel like we all know, know about it and it's famous because it was rallying because it was so successful and i mean you would see it on tv or in the magazines rallying and then you could go to so whatever i was going to say the shop but you could go and buy aesthetically anyway yeah pretty much the same thing you could go buy a four-wheel drive two liter turbo which was what you would see blue gold right? wheels whatever yeah that's and and that's why everyone bought them i think that's why everyone bought them i don't understand why today you um you can't go buy you know uh, whatever the Ford WRC car. Yeah. There is no version. Actually It's Focus R S or something. It's not four not- drive, it's not it's it's and, and 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 Ford's rallying a fiesta. Yeah. Which is actually Toyota have just made the Yaris g r and something. Which is actually I thought that was that was I don't know quite cool because it's really cool. And and it's sort of derived inspired it's the cousin of the rally car it's yeah. four-wheel drive it's the same mechanical layout it's it a has turbo a, it has a
0: dial to split the bias front and back
2: so so it's rally inspired so hopefully young people young kids or people together they can think oh yeah i'm gonna buy the same car that's i think rally. it's, it's
0: that's good right it's it's good and the buzz that has come back around about that particular car i think the brand has got it so right at least from marketing point whether they sell any cars i have no idea but Mm. like i was talking to someone last week about this that you the aesthetics of the car like i'm i I look at cars and if i like i have to like the aesthetics of them and so many cars now are becoming more like beige and like you buy like a new m5 it's just like a car It doesn't have the sort of like massive flared arches and all of this stuff. Whereas if you could buy, let's say an M5 or or whatever, like a three series, but you're like, you could have the WRC pack Mm -hmm. for five grand or whatever. And it's literally just bolt on arches, widen it a little
2: bit. A hundred percent. I like, and it doesn't, the speed doesn't matter. No. It's the same, same, same. So it's like a GT3 pack. Yeah. You know, from the circuit race. Like, they, they, there should be more relation between the, um, the race cars. Yeah. And I'm sure we'd all be buying them. No? Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like, oh, you, you're probably, probably similar. I don't know. I've, performance in a road car for me now is, is very secondary to everything else.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's, I think we, we put too much emphasis on performance. It's, it's the package. Right, yeah. you wanna, you wanna, you wanna get in the car. You wanna have a, a nice, nice steering wheel, a nice, nice interior that you feel is, depending on what kind of car you get. Yeah, it's in, got to fit. It's got to fit. You know, I tell you what, I have an M three CSL, mm. and I think it is phenomenal because you you get in and it feels like there's not very many buttons. It all feels yeah. quite lightweight, and uh, that have you driven a CSL that sort of sort of a bucket seat that you get in. The steering wheel is really simple and it's got the Alcantara. I just, the package, like when interior of a car is really important too. It's not just outside. Because most of the time you spend more time in the car than you do outside, I hope. And I would
0: say my daily car, so which is now a S4, a Vant, I, okay, I picked it on the whole package, but the Audi interior of that for me, is a huge part of why I bought the car. Like that's where I'm spending all my time. This mm-hmm. is designed to be comfy and cruise around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like a nice interface, and it has to fit. And likewise, you get in. I don't know. Like my my GT3. Like it feels like you've got the bucket seat. Yeah, it's, it's quite sparse by modern standards. Mm-hmm. It's like, a bit of space, but you feel like you're in something purposeful. Yeah. Like it's it's very
2: important. Like you sit in that F1 car, you're like hmm. Yes. hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm in something. <laughs> the other thing that I think we miss, sort of, with the modern cars is one thing that nobody has is the view over the um, the view over the bonnet. They're oh, unfortunately, yeah. with the modern cars, is gone. To me, the the best one of the one of the best views from from the driver's position is a Dino, right? A Ferrari Dino. You've got the real sort of sort of round, you know, uh, wheel arches. You've got the flat shape in between. You sit in a Dino and as a, as a view to the outside world, one of the best, best, best views from inside a car. Yeah. One, one of, I mean, there's like, there's lots, but that's one thing that unfortunately from the modern cars is where we're missing, right? There are, yeah. And there's that, that balance between that, like seat height
0: and everything where actually to be able to see that stuff, you have to be slightly higher mm-hmm. or at least the, da- everything out in front of you needs to be lower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like totally, there's so many cars that you look out the front and you can't see anything.
2: If you, I bet you, it's, it's not really possible, but if you, if you had, if you could sit in five, you know, I don't know, five modern supercars without the dash, yeah. this is obviously not possible, but just looking through the windscreen, I bet you'd be hard pressed to recognize what car you're in. Yeah, I think. Yeah. We'll, but yeah. if you're, but you go back to the '60s, or if you're in a Maserati, or you're in a Ferrari, or a Mercedes, anything with like pop-up lights, like, pop-up oh, lights, the yeah, lights, there we go, pop-up lights, or, or I mean, go back and you know, a gull wing was uh, was was very different, or a, a boxer, yeah. it, that's losing a little bit of, uh, of of character. Not quite sure how we got onto the interior of the cars, but there we go. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, and what you're saying about the M3 CSL, I was having a conversation with a couple of mates last night, and they were like, "Oh, should we just all buy?" m3 csls and just go and have fun with them like that that is really quite an appealing
2: yeah because as you said power today is not so much about performance you can't it's just so difficult to use all the performance of a car right and and with the bigger power
0: generally people just put on bigger stickier tires which isn't necessarily more fun it's not more
2: fun and it makes the limit so much more tricky.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like
2: grip, 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 grip. No grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Well, maybe um, if you want to be more economical. We should all go out and buy Mazda MX Fives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> With tiny little, tiny, tiny little tires. Oh, tiny little tires. Tiny little tires. No, probably normal, normal tires, size tires. Rear wheel drive, proper little two seat sports car, and actually probably you probably have quite a lot of fun down the country country lanes. You would
0: 100 percent if you took five mates, mm-hmm. five MX Fives, but pretty much. Five any car, yeah, and just went on a road trip. Yeah, you're gonna have an amazing (laughs) time. Like, as much as we all love cars and they're all like, you know, I get so much out of specific cars and whatever. Actually, like you're saying, you know, you like cars and you like people. Me hanging out with some mates for a week, banging around in whatever Mm -hmm. is fun. Yeah, because you make if it's a slow car, you drive it very fast and you have a lot of fun. Yeah, and if it's a fast car, you drive it a bit slower you're probably taking the scenery a bit more. You might drive it fast, but then you have a few moments where you're like, Get scared. That was a bit. <laughs> this car is kind of too good for this situation. Yeah. And then on, on tires, I, and I still haven't done it, but I'm going to put the GT3, it's, it's on Cup 2s at the moment, which is more grip than it had standard because the tires evolved quite yeah. a lot. I'm going to put it on Pilot Sports and a slightly narrower size mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a view of like getting a little bit less grip
2: yeah a little bit more fun yeah um yep. i've got my first introduction to that is i've got a i've got a rally car i've got a group Four fiat one two four abarth group Four rally car mm. and um we had uh, we went to do a, a gravel rally and so i had some gravel tires yeah and it was my very first first sort of experience of gravel tires on the road and <sighs> uh and went out on a little mountain road with sort of some hairpins and honestly i thought st- i thought to myself this is great fun i don't want the big group yeah. four wide sticky michelin tb15s or tb5s i just want to keep it on gravel tires yeah we've got the the subaru the mcrae mm. um, i saw uh, that i watched that video watch last it, yeah. night of the two of the, the of the mcrae's yeah so That's uh, a very good video so uh so that that was a really good video that was fun fun to do but that car 97 car it's in gravel setup and to drive it on the road it's actually brilliant fun it's sort of it's a little bit wobbly and then you, you know, you hit the brakes and it sort of moves around, <laughs> but, but it's, it's fun. You're sort of correcting. Yeah. It's almost, it's not almost, it's probably more fun to drive like that than if it was in full tarmac setup 100%. with like big sticky, sticky tires. Now it's a different kind of fun. I suppose full tarmac set up sticky tires would be very satisfying be and very quick. fast and quick, but for, for us amateur drivers to go down a B, yeah. B road, it's great fun. Like, There's ooh. this whole thing now of all cars
0: have become more and more locked down mm-hmm. and grippy yep. with the view of being like a race car on the road. Like you drive a GT3 RS or whatever, it's like totally locked down, absorbs everything. But that's all the, the stuff that you get back from driving is all of these feelings you get, whether it's like weight moving forwards, weight moving back, going from side to side, tires around and stuff. And loads of people will get out of a car that's a bit that moves around going like, Oh, I hate it. I hate it. But then like, like you're saying like you can, you can feel what's going on and you can mess with it as well. And then having not a lot of grip is just the most fun. Like I've just come back from being in Sweden and Norway Mm -hmm. uh, on ice and snow. And, and that's it. That that's literally it. Like everywhere has no grip. It's great. So you just hoon around
2: at sensible speeds, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. the most fun yeah, exactly, ever exactly exactly, so uh, maybe we should make a movement for uh, for cars with less grip, yeah, and slightly raised <laughs> <laughs> we 'd all be having loads of fun. <laughs> what does a gravel tire look like i don 't know what they look like so gravel tires they're just uh, they 're not obviously not as uh, not as thick as the equivalent for the same car, not as, yeah. not as wide as, as a tarmac tire, higher profile and. Big sort of knobbly tread on it. I mean, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Fine on the road, like like almost like a like akin to a four by four. Yeah, like an off roady type. Tire, yeah, like an off roady type tire. So so less grip, more more moving around, but but more smiles. <laughs> do they cook? Do they get hot yeah. really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do you do have to like treat them with some kind of you know, and they don't last very long. On you know, yeah. you can go hooning around the circuits uh, on uh, on. I mean, you can, but they will cook up. And, Who was know, it? There was a magazine. I feel like
0: it was top gear magazine that did like a 24 hours of it was like car of the year but it was like 24 hours i think chris was on it and then they had one of the cars they had along what was it it was
1: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care
0: Or a rally cross car in tarmac spec. Oh, really? Uh, in 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 gravel spec. Gravel spec. Yeah, and it just looked like it was way more fun than everything <laughs> else. So yeah, you go you know, that thing if you go into a corner, you just rip the handbrake, yeah, the car yeah. goes sideways, yeah, yeah. flat on it, yeah, yeah. L- yeah.
2: opposite lock, the whole yeah. lot. So have you done? Have you now done a bunch of rallying? Yeah, lots of uh, lots of well, I say lots of rallying. I try to do as much as I can. It's a matter of time was a bit of a, a issue but but uh yeah I'm, I'm a big rally car fan we we love our our rally cars from group four group b we've got the wrc car it's something that's sort of close close to our hearts i guess it's yeah. a it's more of a passion and the other thing i love about rally cars is that you can drive them on the road yeah you know uh even up to the more modern like the first wrc cars, 97, 98, 99, Literally, you could have it at home. It's loud, obviously, but yeah. you can fire them up yourself and and go for go for a drive. You know, rally cars were designed to a rally was a whole day, and the drivers have to have to yeah, they go to service, but but they got to drive in traffic. The car had to yeah. be able to start, stop. So I, I do like the aspect of being a little bit unreasonable in having a rally car on the road. It's just sort of wrong, but. But, but right. But right, yeah, so right. Yeah. Whereas
0: like, you take a modern competition track car, and I know one of my friends is always banging on it, but he's like, oh, I'd love to take a, whatever, 488 Challenge or something and drive it down the road. I'm like, I don't think you would. Like, <laughs> it, it's like like novel to do once, yeah. but not something you would want to do more than once because they don't work. Mm-hmm, if like mm-hmm. you stop it, you've got a problem. Like mm-hmm, if you try and put it in reverse, it doesn't necessarily go into reverse. Like All of these things, where it's like a rally car, they're
2: designed to be able to drive right, down exactly a road. Right, exactly. Right. Basically, what you need is you need a very big garage. You need something from the 60s, <laughs> something from the 70s, something from the 80s. <laughs> you need a road car. You need a four-door saloon. You need Basically, you just need a massive, massive garage to have all the different cars. Like do, like and, we've got this problem of, of liking <laughs> so many different types of cars because I can appreciate a... a I don't know... A, rolls royce phantom that's great that's yeah. cool no yeah how cool is that is comfy a, comfy imagine having a waft around london yeah waft around london imagine having a, a rolls royce phantom or a mercedes you know a 6.9 you know the, the big four door yeah, yeah. super
0: cool right i've I keep umming and ahhing before i bought my audi i i went down the rabbit hole of being like maybe i'll buy a 2015 s-class coupe and use that as my daily because they're now like 40 something grand and Amazing. it was like it was 110 new and you've Basically looks like the current one with all the same tech. But for a lot less, you're like, well, that would be a great, like, wafter yeah. to cruise around in. I totally see that. But likewise, I like slightly more hardcore stuff occasionally for the right time. So I've seen you every now and then at the track yep. with the endurance racing legends. Yep. And you've been in various... Various vehicles.
2: Yeah, lucky enough to have raced with a Delara that I own with a friend of mine, with James, a Delara LMP1 car. So from the early 2000s, yeah. great sounding uh, car. That's what unreal was, sounding Judd car. Judd V10. Uh, it is a basically it's a it's a Formula One engine. It's the Judd V10 Formula One yeah. engine. Sounds really really good. Flames coming out the back, and also we have a Ferrari 550 Prodrive. So that's V12. Also, a engine. very good sounding yeah, car. yeah. Also, very good, good sounding car. So, so we've got two cars together. We share, we share the drives. James and I. We um, do we flip a coin, or alternate, or argue? <laughs> I don't know. Arm wrestle? I don't know how. However, it works uh, uh, works out. How are those two cars to drive? And I imagine they're quite different to drive. Yeah, very well. different. It's interesting, sort of similar era, but obviously the, the the LMP car, open cockpit, and much more aero a specific. De- racing car design right it's like it was designed for going Le Mans really for fast. yeah for going really fast whereas the the 550 is a is a GT car so higher center of gravity moves around um, uh, moves around more it's more you can't really say it's similar to a road car but but you can see how it is derived from mm-hmm. uh from a road car It moves around a little bit more ones uh, the 550's got manual sequential the Delara. Is uh is paddle so that's also quite uh, quite different. You know, the Delara's got that tiny tiny little steering yes. wheel. The 550's got more of a normal wheel. It, it is two very very different driving uh, driving experiences, but but really fun and and for me certainly very challenging. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it because because Do it's any of them have any any ESP or anything like that. Very primitive. You know the, the they both have. Very, very, very primitive ESP, and I can tell you that they don't work that well because I've spun both cars more <laughs> I than once. Yeah, one do you? Of there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's 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 very, very primitive. There's there's unfortunately lots of pictures of me spinning both cars in uh, in very yeah, I mean, having fun. Didn't hear anything. Didn't so hit anything. Good. Yeah, yeah. And very, very embarrassing uh, situations. I think uh, James even put together a video for me of me he spinning. He spun it, m- so don't. Oh, there we go. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really enjoy them because they're, they're to me it's a real challenge. It's uh, learning something new, and it's uh, and it's and it's it's a different, it's a really you have to focus and think, right, how do I get the most out of this car? You have to like switch and think, right, it's really have to focus on it. Mm. So I do, I do like them. I do like them.
0: Does it, when you get in that car and you get on track, because obviously, well, the Ferrari and they're both worth a lot of money now, does that, does that in the back of your mind or do you, do you somehow just get in the zone? You're like, I'm just enjoying this and having fun. Um,
2: you, you do get in the zone. Once you're in the car before you think, oh, you know, should I be taking this out on track? Yeah. And, uh but you know once you get your helmet on and you're you're there you're it all goes out and you think how do i get the guy in front press that right pedal yeah 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 <laughs> i got to keep this car on the track and i i got to i got to you know finish one place ahead yeah. of wherever you are you know wherever you are so uh, so you
0: you're currently driving in the what is it 90s and 2000s category yeah. at these events so some of the Peter petrol events and then a couple of other ones i think
2: yeah uh, Peter petrol events well we've we've been down to the red bull ring where there's that the ferrari it's called Challenge and GT Days, which is really yeah. good. So there seems to be quite a lot of interest in that era of racing. But, but I've been lucky enough to also like share with James uh, his, his E-Type. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Very uh, different. Pre-63 then. type which is great fun as well. It's a different kind of fun. The car's moving around everywhere. You've got to manage the car a little bit more, brakes and so on. Uh, but it's, I don't think there's it, not necessarily like one is better than the other. It's just uh, they're different Different driving experiences, yeah, you know? And, and and yeah, I think there's the
0: safety side of it worry you a little bit in the, in some of the older cars. E types probably not too bad because it's like full cage
2: and everything. Yeah, a little bit on, on not as much on track. I don't, I don't, um, I do a little bit of rallying and tarmac rallying, and a little bit sometimes on on rallying, I do get a bit. Sometimes I get a bit it's worried. I trees, yeah. Funny enough, I was I was at dinner with a friend of mine last night, my client and friend. And he said to me, he's actually, this year, he's going to be racing an LMP3. And he was saying, he's, you know, he's got D-Type, he's got, uh, he's got Lister, he's got, he's got quite a few sort of yeah. late fifties cars. And he said, you know what, I've decided I'm just, I'm just not going to race. He's not going to race those anymore. And yeah. it's interesting from, from him, he said, yeah, i like, I'm, I am worried about the safety and, and so it's a no from him yeah. on the, on, on that side. So yeah. Maybe, maybe as you get older, you get more, uh, you, you, it, in your brain, you think, you know, I was, I'll never forget. I was lucky enough to, to do the Nurburgring 24. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I mean, not very impressive, but in a, in a Clio cup car, which, yeah. which, you know, imagine that was awesome. It was awesome. We were like a bit of a, it was a it was quite, quite interesting being sort of a bit of a mobile chicane for all the, worst yeah, yeah. Things in the trees. <laughs> but you know, for us like Nurburgring 24, a thousand people, it's definitely the, with, to go with friends and, and it was definitely the most fun, some great experiences. And, and, I do remember after I had my, my first child and going through the foxhole yeah. at the Nuregring, in a Clio, it's flat. Yeah. But I do remember at night thinking... Oh, kids now, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I lift, we don't have telemetry. No one will know. It'll yeah, be yeah, fine. yeah. So it's so, a long lap. It's a long. Like, <laughs> it will be fine. So I, I remember thinking, oh, you know, had a little sort of, sort of, sort of quick, quick lift just to make sure everything's okay, and then, uh, and then, and then back on it. So maybe with, with age, things, uh, things change in your I think, mind. I don't know. I think that's got to be part of it. And then,
0: because I am amazed when you go to these, whether it's Goodwood or whatever, and you see these people driving like the old F one cars that just like some of them don't even have like seat belts. Yeah, you know, like. You don't even have a seatbelt. Like, oh no! But I'd rather be thrown out of the car. It's That's like, what they say. You say that, and like they, I know that at the time it sort of was okay, but the idea of being thrown out of a car and possibly hitting nothing, but possibly hitting other stuff, is quite horrific. Um, yeah. And i obviously I've only not obviously, but I've I've only raced modern stuff, right? Which is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. It's also quite a lot faster. Yeah. But not not always, but like quite a bit faster. So for, for me, the idea, I think having gone in at modern safety-ish yeah. to go back is difficult. feels difficult. But then I totally get it why if if that was the car that you grew up, you started racing it and you've just carried on racing it for 50 years, that you may not have the same feeling about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, but you once you get, you try and drive a, whatever, a pre-65 GT car, and it is a Cobra. You know, I did six hours of Spy on a Cobra. Like, mm. it is... It's fantastic! It is. It's. it's it fun. looks like a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The car is moving around a lot. You know, back to that old yeah. rally car on, on gravel tires. The car is moving around a lot. It's. Uh, it's every lap is different. It is a lot, a lot of fun. I have to say, I, 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 And once you're in the zone, you know. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe you don't drive to. You don't drive to 110 percent. And as long as you're capable of driving at 90 percent. Which probably I say that, but then nobody yeah. ever does. You just you just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you drive as fast as the time. I don't you know think why I'm even preaching that. It's <laughs> clearly not true. Of course, when you come back in the pits, it's like yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I still have a couple of seconds in there, but you know, didn't yeah, want to yeah, risk the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just left five seconds in
0: there because I thought, you know, why not? It's, it's a long race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so, it, it, the driving stuff with more angle is more fun and. I get the one end of the spectrum driving my radical, which is pretty precise, but you can like slide it a little bit. And then I've done a bunch of Citroën C1 endurance. Oh, races. Really? Some of the tw- we did the 24 hours, we've done Silverstone and Spar a couple of times. And those you're quite sideways yeah. a bit because they're not on particularly great tyres. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't really matter. You don't lose a lot of time and you yeah. obviously gain a bit of time. I definitely would rather race stuff at that angle.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. not at that angle yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i
0: know some people are like i just want to go as quick as possible but if that's what you're racing against and yeah. that is quick no, it looks a hell of a lot better on camera <laughs> <laughs>
2: there
0: we go exactly you feel like way more of a hero like on the lock stops <laughs> <laughs> might
2: not be as quick but you feel you feel, feel like a hero exactly uh, excellent yeah
0: so you now do a bunch a bit of rallying if you were gonna if someone wants to sort of get into rallying this i feel like this is a A question that comes up a ton of the time for racing and whatever and generally the answer is uh buy a car and go do it (laughs) but like if you want to get into rallying is there like a certain
2: process like a levels you have to go through or um you know i I, not really it's just like getting into into racing i mean obviously you want to start with the slower cars to get used to it and so on i I would really highly recommend going to depends what rallying want to do as well gravel or tarmac tarmac rallying is just really get your rally car and just just go to, gravel rallying is the same i've you know go to rally school is uh, is great fun uh that's always on Are there any good place in the uk silverstone uh, uh, i've that, never but, been to it but yeah. uh, but but i hear that uh, that's quite a good sort of just as an introduction to it's something
0: that i i definitely want to do more of
2: like mm. try all these different sports yeah like rallying looks like fun i love sliding stuff around there's a there's a great one. I mean it's a little bit far away but in Seattle it's called Dirtfish. Oh, and heard I went this one. Yeah. And Dirtfish Rally School is epic. It's 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 great. You get two or three it depends which which one which program you do in Subarus. It's it's really really good. Um but even going to, you know, I just came back from Sweden from driving the uh, with Tuthill, oh, the the yeah. yeah, That's also mega. that's also uh, also mega. There's there's so many great experiences that you can uh, you can have things that you can do. So I think it's just a matter of Turn up and try. Yeah. Um, give, it uh, give it a go. There isn't necessarily like a you know and, uh, a, a path that you have to have to take. As long as you're having fun, just keep going.
0: Yeah. When I, I was watching through some of the YouTube videos you made, you, you do quite a, a good Christmas video every yes. year. Yeah, yeah. Normally with a rally car. Yeah. And sometimes and a, a tree. Hooning <laughs> uh, around. And you, I've, I was looking, and you, you film them in a few different places, I believe one long cross long cross
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: what's the process of if if i wanted to go could i go and just take a car and film it there
2: yeah yeah i mean there's a little there's a there's some forms to fill in and and disclaimers and sign your life away and promise that you won't get cross with them if you damage your car but uh you can you can actually rent bits of the circuit or rent bits of the road and uh and go and do your um testing or go and and try it's a bit like a bit like a test day yeah. There's noise limits and, and there's you know, rules that you have okay. to deal to because if you have it exclusive or not exclusive because it can yeah. get quite quite expensive. But but actually, you can call up, you know, I wonder if, um, as just as a private person, you can call up and, you know, it's actually a good question. Are you allowed to just call up and say, hi, I'm Max. I'd like to come and drive my GT3 RS. Somewhere. Yeah. I wonder if they would let you on because I know that when we go there, we have to give them specific use of yeah. what we're doing with it and why and I'm how. Video, so it might be, yeah, it's a really good question. I wonder if they just let a private person go mm. on. But mind you, if you want to do that, just go to the Nevergreen. Yeah, just turn up, pay your. I don't know how much is it? Fifteen euros, twenty euros, twenty-five euros, and go and do your lap. So, uh, so. Uh, but then there's certain styles of driving that you're
0: not allowed to do. Yeah, technically on track days.
2: Yeah, that's true that's true technically yeah yeah that's true which
0: you you know you do until you get black flag. you're like i'm sorry i won't <laughs> yeah. do it again and you do it one more time just before you can
2: leave <laughs> there we go <laughs> make sure you burn some tires because
0: i've always looked and with like a few friends who want to do this it's like find places that you can rent for not much money ideally and whether it's set up a bunch of cones or have a little track but ideally with some runoff and some space yeah for just playing with cars yeah and working out like that's why Going on the snow and stuff is so great because the chance of damaging stuff is relatively low, and the speed. It's is also very, low.
2: very, very little attrition on the car. Oh yeah, it doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah, you know, very, very little attrition. Whereas, oh, so when you start skidding around on tarmac, tires go quick, yeah. gearboxes you know, um, differentials, uh, engine, it, it is quite, everything hard. takes a beating. Oh it does. It's quite hard on the cars, isn't it? They, they do, they do suffer. This is when your MX5 s- comes back. I was going to because of the Buy silly, cheap. Silly, uh, silly fat tires that you have on your, on your GT3 RS. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I took, I, I went and did a, a drift day. Uh, I can't remember where it was. One of the, one of the circuits with a, a company and we were drifting their little sort of bangers around. And then at the end, I was like, I, I turned up in my GT3 and, and I was that guy. And I was like, ah. can I, can I, I was like, can I take it around the course? And I'm like, yeah, if you want, fine. But obviously you do like one little lap. You know, okay. I'm very aware that I've nearly melted a grand's worth of tires right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> it gets expensive, uh, expensive very quickly, it gets expensive right? expensive very quick, but yeah. lots and lots of fun. What interests you sort of
2: outside cars? Uh, cycling, cycling. I'm, Keen, a key, keen, 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 sight sounds really, midlife crisis, spandex, <laughs> bicycles. What, a I'm, 14- very, I'm a very recent
0: introduction to the, oh, that's not the right phrase. I've just recently got into cycling. Right, and right. I'm enjoying it. Obviously now it's kind of cold and a bit.
2: Yeah. you have got to be hardcore. You got to get out there anyway. You're not waterproof.
0: No, I, I am waterproof. Oh, you're waterproof. <laughs> but like... I don't, I'm not there with
2: road tires and
0: wet yet
2: in terms of like... Yeah, it's actually no fun in the, in the wet is no fun. But yeah, no, cycling is my, um, uh, say my thing. Uh, cycling is, uh, I do enjoy getting out on the bike. Uh, so cars, cycling, and then I have a, a small herd or collection of children <laughs> that I have to look after. So that takes up uh, so it takes up a lot of my, uh, my, my time. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about the, the Peter Auto events and stuff like that.
0: If, if you looked at your calendar in the year and said, there's certain events that I cannot miss, let's say three, what would they be?
2: Um, Just general, like, could be yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, look, this year, for sure, for sure, I don't want to miss the, the Le Mans Classic. It doesn't, yep. you know, this year's a special year, so Le Mans Classic, I, I, I want to want to be there, I want to have a car. You know, on my bucket list, and I've never done it, is the Monaco Historic Grand Prix. Yeah. Just something to that I really want to do. And another event that I really enjoy. It. Is that and this year? This is this year, yeah. Okay, Monaco yeah. Star Grand Prix is this year. Le Mans Classic yeah. is uh, is is this year. Oh, yeah. And another event, well there's two either either or is uh, Tour Auto or mm. Modena Centore. I love the go for five days, driving across France, driving across Italy, circuits, hill climbs. I like the endurance of it as opposed to go and do a twenty minute, forty mm. minute race. I, I I'm, as I'm not fast enough to win outright, I prefer the endurance things where there's a bit more of a, a chance of, uh, of getting, getting, getting somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, and you extend out the time that you're enjoying yeah. being there.
0: Yeah. You go to a race weekend and you're racing for 40 minutes or whatever. There's a lot of sitting around not mm-hmm.
2: racing. Yep. Okay, there's other stuff going on, but you're not using the car that you brought. Exactly. Whereas, whereas, you- whereas Modena Centore, you, you know, leave Tuesday morning and you're in the car all day until you get to, you know, this year it's from Rome until to Modena, and you're in the car all day, every day for five days, until you get to, you get to Modena at whatever, two o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So I enjoyed those events, and lots of things happen, lots of, uh, yeah, lots of things can happen, so because it's such a long, long event, so I, I like those, and then this year, yeah, definitely Monaco would be a great, you know, I say money can not buy experience. You can go buy a car and you can try and yeah. enter, but but that's to me it's like a it's like a money can not buy experience. Yeah. Those are those are some yeah, epic, very cool epic events
0: for the for the modern ed, What what's the entry requirement in terms of the car?
2: So modern is a, is a bit more uh, relaxed with regards to entry. Everything you know pretty much up to sort of the late seventies, as long as it's interesting, uh, they will within reason they'll take you. But it's quite nice. You got everything from pre-war Bugattis and, and BMW three two eights, pre-war three two eight, uh, all the way through to you know, nine eleven RS uh, three liter uh, RSRs yep. or Comp Daytonas or or E types sixties uh, cars GT forties. Uh, so it's quite it's it's cool because there's such a wide variety on the on the Tour Auto. They'll take cars that the type of car that participated in the event in period. Right. Okay. So uh, so but again, same sort of eras. Uh, it doesn't go into pre war, but uh, but it has to be a model that actually took part in the event. Okay. Uh, when it was uh, when it was back current. in the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, those sorts of things, and, and specifically those cars now, whether it, you see them, I see them at the, the, the other Peter Auto racing events, and then you see them on the road. That sort of band of like the three litre RSR and stuff like that, where it's a road, it's like it's a race car, but it's kind of a road car, and it's, it's, it's almost like the rally car thing. Like yeah, you can exactly. use it for everything.
2: Yeah. Like any type, you can race it, you yeah. can use it on the exactly. road. Exactly. 40s. That's quite cool. Cobras that, you know, you see them on the road. It's, there's something fun about having an unreasonable car on the road. Yeah, totally. And yeah. people are looking like, what the hell? Yeah, like, exactly. I agree. This is mental. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this should not happen. Uh, do you have like a particular era of car that's like, you know, like, I think that's my favorite. Or do you, well, all cars.
2: It's really difficult. Um, is it all cars? Yeah, I, su- I suppose it's, it's, it's all cars. You know, I, I've never owned a pre-war car but it's funny because i I would like to have one at some point i'd like to have a go in one yeah i've definitely i've driven them i'd like to have like an open pre-war car because i think it'd be fun to have to go to the pub to drive we all have these romantic (laughs) ideas of of, of driving um do i like a particular era i I do like all cars for different reasons it's it's difficult to say there's a particular era maybe if i look at the cars we have here they're all more sort of modern if you can call them modern I don't know, it depends modern by by, by standards? my standards. This is, this is, there are all the cars that we have here in the yeah. showroom at the moment are all very modern. There's, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. you know, all the way up to the 2000s. So the oldest car here is from the, um, from the 70s. Actually, the oldest car is, is late 60s, uh, the kids' yeah. car. But uh, so I consider this more modern and maybe this is more my my era of, uh, of cars. So, so I'll say from like, you know, late 50s onwards and probably my era is not so much to to it stops in the 2000s yeah not maybe i'm not as into myself the super modern i, yeah. I appreciate them i love them but uh maybe it's because i can't afford the, the the ones that i would really want like a i don't know i'd like to go in a chiron or a, or yeah. a la it's, yeah. it's not yeah. I just it's it never really it's never a car that i think oh, I'd, I'd really love to own a LaFerrari. No, nothing i love it but it's just not what i what i would buy myself to own with that with the money yeah that I'd, maybe i'd rather have, for example we just discussed that i'd rather yeah. have a 288 gto but that's but if I had a LaFriere, I'd be delighted. It's yeah. great. I'm training them. They're amazing.
0: Yeah, cool things. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm similar. I'm sort of like 60s. And forwards. onwards, yeah. Um, and, and the more time I spend around some of these cars and with other people that love, like I don't know, 30s cars or whatever. You do you learn. Start to, you learn. You it, learn. And then you get more interested yep. and you find out this stuff, which must have been one of the amazing things about working in an auction house, is you just yeah. learn about all yeah. of these things. Exactly and right. I,
2: you have such a broad spectrum of all you, the... If you've got to cars. sell it, you've got to learn the interesting facts. Yeah, exactly right. You've got to learn about it, and you've got to know what it's like. So, so that, that was a great school for me, being in the auction house and learning everything from, you know, we were selling cars from 1900s to all the way through to, to the latest, you know, modern day, you know, the first LaFerrari mm. to go to auction or cars like that. So that was really good. And, and I've had some great, like, London to Brighton run fantastic did it three times pretty Loved pretty it. it's it was great i've never had so much fun at 10 miles an hour like never in my life honestly the most fun you can have at 10 miles an hour is on the london to brighton veteran car run it's cold it's raining the atmosphere is great everyone's sort of in tweeds drinking a cup of tea hyde yeah. park early morning get out to push the car it just a great 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 experience it's not always all about speed it's about experiences I think
0: yeah, yeah. a friend of mine was telling me about he was on the London to Brighton run and he's like you just have to recalibrate everything because you could be going 20 miles an hour in somewhat traffic and a modern car stops in front of you and you're like and well, it's over there's like 8 things I have to do before I can stop <laughs> I know I'm only going 20 miles an hour but <laughs> <laughs> if I can stop <laughs> if I can stop no all Right. well I, I normally sort of wrap up these with 5 questions go for it are you ready okay. I'm ready can I see the answers? <laughs> well, you, you've got the answers. Do you have a most memorable driving trip or
2: journey? Most memorable driving trip or journey? Probably, I don't know if I have a most memorable, but a very, very, very memorable one was uh, when I was maybe eight, 19 years old. My dad, I was lucky enough, my dad had a, had a 355 Ferrari. Mm. And we were in Italy near Biella. Um, I, I just, it was, a I remember that road like particularly well. And he sort of said, right, it's time. I was like, what do you mean? It's time. He's like, <laughs> time for you to have a go in the Ferrari. And it's was like, this is the first time my dad bought a brand new Ferrari 355. It was like a, for us, it was a, it was a, you know, amazing. We own a, like in the family, yeah. we own a, we've made it in life. I thought to myself, this is, this is it. And he, and he handed me the keys and I drove terribly, missed about 17 years, but it was a really <laughs> memorable, whatever it is, 10, 10 miles, yeah, yeah. my first ever experience i remember every hairpin it was uh i was almost like scared of driving it's amazing how things have uh, have uh, have have changed but uh, but i guess i was a bit late to the to the driving of everything i didn't get to go go-karting and racing yeah, until yeah, yeah. much later so uh, so definitely definitely that drive in a 355 was very memorable very cool mm. very cool and was it manual? of course yeah absolutely manual of, of course <laughs> the, <laughs> the only one you get of course <laughs> no, no. very cool so um, a memorable 10k on on, a, on the uh on the in italy uh on on the way up to uh to, to, nice. to do you do you get in do any cars scare you now like the idea of driving them do uh do race cars often scare me uh, that would that would you scare know, me a formula one car would uh would scare me yeah yeah i definitely definitely get scared and um I scare myself. Well, <laughs> just that, from my that's, bad driving. I think that's
0: more that happens to me now. It's like I'm okay with the car, and then you push it and push it and push it, and then you find a limit. And you're like, okay, no, yeah. I need to now, now. I need to remember.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I, I, I wouldn't be scared to drive anything. Uh, I'm just scared to push drive it. certain things to the to try to find the the limit. That's that's scary. But I wouldn't. You know, I'm I'm happy now. Uh, having had been lucky enough to drive, you know, LMP1 cars, stuff. and so on, I'm happy to jump into any car and give it a shot. I'm not saying I'm going to drive it very well, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm similar. Well,
0: you learn that you just moder- moderate. moderate that right foot. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Next question: Five car garage, unlimited value has to fit into your lifestyle somehow.
2: Um, sounds a bit cliche, but I definitely have a pre-war car because, and I'd have an Alpha Eight C because that's the ultimate mm-hmm. pre-war car touring spider it just it's just phenomenal and um, i would have a 64 gto mm. because i've got great memories of driving one we we did five days for children in need when chris evans had a car yeah. and and i was lucky enough to be tossed the toss the keys for it nice and it was my baby for five days and 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 i think it looks cool it's different everyone thinks about 60 62 gtos and it's really usable so i'd have that um i would have a i'd have a mclaren f1 yeah right like th- those to me road car? i would have well, a, Obviously, they can be both i would have a short tail gtr road registered um Any particular possibly one? possibly with Le Mans history yeah something with race history yeah to make it make it make it special and registered on the road i think that's that's i think those are the three some three milestone cars yeah for sure uh, i would definitely 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 have a rally car yeah, um, I'd have a I'd have a, a Lancia 037. I have a Lancia 037. It's my probably my favorite car. I've got yeah. a Group B Martini liveried uh, 037 because cool, it's man. just it's just I think it's 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 great fun. I just love it. It's, it's special to me. Mm. Um, I would have a You've got to sort of have like a daily. I was going to say I need a I need a daily driver. Right? Uh, it Sounds really boring, but I have an Alpha Julia Quadrifoglio yeah. and I love it. I think as a daily driver, really cool. I just can't think of a better. Better car right now. It's got character. It does. um, It's got power. If you want to travel somewhere, you put it into whatever change the thing into eco mode or whatever it's called, and just I could happily do like you know a couple hundred miles in it. Just whatever you know, not even like fast on the motorway. It's comfortable. It suits me. I'm Max, and I feel like (laughs) it suits me more than having a BMW or a Mercedes. But Italian. So I think I've nailed my. I've nailed nice. my perfect rally car. I've got that. I've nailed my, my daily driver yeah. today because obviously if you ask me tomorrow, this list will be different. Yeah, it's different. Now I just need to work on buying a GTO, a McLaren F1 and, a, and an 8C Alpha. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah that's all a right. A hundred million dollars and I'll be, I'll be done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life.
2: If you could only drive one car for the rest of like
0: your life. You're allowed like a 500-pound beta to, I don't
2: know, right. use Thanks. for other stuff. Thanks, my bicycle. i, I stick to my bicycle to get, a, get around. <laughs> If I could only drive one car, it would have to be something that's going to do some skids. It'll have to be something that that gives me a lot of smiles. Um, I'm going to go back to my rally cars. It would be mm. a rally car because I can drive it on the road, yep. because I can take it on a stage, because I can skid around in it, uh, I can make some noise, uh, and I can be unreasonable in it. So, so and it, it's it's a car that I can take in loads of different different sort of situations. Yep. So. Choose one's going to be difficult, but yeah, I do, you know, we got that 97 Subaru, that McRae car. Mm. I have to say, it's great fun to drive. Maybe, maybe I'll just hoon around with that. I took it to, took it to a wedding last, uh, last summer and I, I think I had the coolest car there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely. I'll show you the videos of us driving through the field. I mean, uh, then, uh, then, you know, <laughs> and everyone else seemed to like it. Yeah. So, so there we go. No, mega, mega.
0: telling us Right. What do you see as the most undervalued car at the moment? What do you think's cheap? Wow. What Not do I think is, you know, price, yeah, 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 but like yeah, yeah. relative to...
2: What do I think is... Gee, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. I think that um, looking forward as crazy... It's only because I was talking about it the other, the other day, but I think that all these sort of 90s... All these... A lot of... We'll, we'll look back at these 90s cars like CLK GTRs. They're eye-wateringly expensive now. Yeah. But I wonder if we'll, we'll look back and think, gosh, you know, they, they weren't actually as bad or a Porsche GT1 or, you know, all that era of GT1 cars, yes. McLaren F1, you know, it's, it's, it's. Where are these I, cars at
0: now? Where's it, a Porsche? Okay. I, I know it varies. A GT1 on which one. road
2: car will be say like a eight to $10 million car. CLK will be like, say a eight to 10 now. Yeah. Yeah. Six to eight million dollars for a CLK, McLaren F1. Well, wow. we've seen them sell at auction for twenty million dollars. And as crazy as that sounds, I think. But that- not even not that long ago. I know. Wow. You're yeah. right. You're right. As a
0: category, that's got to be I one of the biggest a, increases. Yeah,
2: as a category, one of the but and, and and I wonder if they've got potential in the future. You know, like or or something like an F40LM. I mean, yeah. they, don't get me wrong, they're eye-wateringly expensive. It is cr- crazy how much money they are. But I wonder if, in the but future, there aren't very many of them. There's not very many of them. It's our this generation seems to have more interest in yeah. them now. It's the people that saw them now are starting to have uh, have money to buy them. You can use them in events. You can kind of use them. as things to start to do with them. I wonder if we'll look back and think, you know, actually that that era of car, if with yeah. pinpoint one, um, is actually was actually sort of relatively good value in a way.
0: I, I think that that full spectrum, pretty much, okay. The, They're all expensive, but like the whole Endurance Racing Legends grid, Mm. pretty much, if you compare it to the previous years at the same event, like all of the other categories, they're relatively cheap. Yeah, relatively. And they're, they're relatively cheap when you compare them to the road cars. So, like, okay, I don't know. But let's say a 997 RSR. Yeah. I don't really know where they're at now. I think they're... Three, yeah. four hundred, yeah. that yeah. sort of price. Yeah. Well, a GT three R S four liter, okay, a little bit rare, but that's I don't know, 350 three fifty, four hundred.
2: So it's so in comparison in a way, they, I wonder if we'll look back and think, oh god, that has history or that, that you know. Yeah,
0: and there's twenty of them mm. rather than five hundred.
2: Mm. Interesting interesting it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts to But not the road special, cars. And to some people cars.
0: that just doesn't matter
2: exactly right exactly right so so but that's an interesting era i don't know if i can pinpoint a car but that's an interesting era to look at
0: sure and those gt1 cars Mm.
2: Mm. Mm. yeah exactly
0: (laughs) Mm. okay final question what's the most interesting car to you at the moment what are you sort of like i don't know looking up on youtube googling
2: reading about that you go it's kind of interesting it's probably because it's a a, i want to scratch and itch. And again, you, everyone's going to complain because it happens to be, to be, you know, in front of us, but, and maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm itching to drive, to try it, to mm-hmm. have the experience, but, but general as a category, Formula One, mm-hmm. that's, that's, it's a, it's something that I would like to experience. It's something that I'd like to do. There is more and more interest in, um, uh, in, in Formula One cars. I think that, that that's definitely, definitely something that. Is catching my interest at yeah. the moment, and 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 you know, I, I was lucky enough this uh, this weekend. I spent I uh, interviewed Adrian Newey about his Lotus forty nine, oh, cool. and to listen to him talk about the Lotus forty nine and, and how special it was and how special it was to him. It, you know, I ended up reading quite a lot about it. So Formula One at the moment is, seems to be quite special, but definitely, I notice I'm always gravitating to cars with competition history. Maybe yeah. it's because of what I like. It's 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 my my thing, but it's it seems to be what what sparks in. my interest and, and i like to see the period footage of these cars i like to i've been spent hours looking at you know the 308 with toyvan and the sanremo rally and, yeah. and 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 catch the atmosphere of 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 that time so i think uh i think my late night youtube binges <laughs> are not so much on what's the latest and greatest or most modern but more on the cars with competition history and and the cars that raced in period those are the ones that interest me yeah it's amazing looking
0: back and seeing footage of these cars Great. racing and then you're like that's
2: the car that's the right
0: thing. there that, that's it drifting around in a rally stage or whatever yeah. and that's the car and i can turn the keys and drive it down the road yeah, yeah. Like, that's an amazing
2: amazing feeling right amazing thing yeah. yeah yeah so uh so what do i look at on <laughs> my late night youtubing is uh is competition cars yeah yeah that's something. Cool. Right. well
0: Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was quite cheers. fun. It's nice to finally come down here because I know you, you're not that far away. <laughs> and uh,
2: yeah, cheers. No problem. Thanks. So
1: come back again. I'll come back again <laughs> for sure, at go. some point. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,